0: Hey, welcome to Intuition, Your First Sense. Thank you for joining me for this episode. This one will be a little different. Once a month, I do a class called Wisdom Wednesday. It's the last Wednesday of the month. It's $8 for the subscription. You can come and go, you can sign up and stay. It's a great group that's been getting together for over a year now and new people coming in all the time and invited in and welcomed. It's a space where I teach both the intuitive but also coaching life and all the challenges of dealing with the energy that's going on in our ever-expanding existence and all things people. This last month, I had planned on teaching A class on the law of attraction, but the energy was so fraught with sadness and conflict, given what's been going on in our experience, most especially here in the United States. I decided that it would be incredibly tone deaf of me to not address that and to help people in any way that I could. It turned out to be such a phenomenal class that I feel like it's worth putting into a podcast format and having it be available to people. So that's what this is. Thank you to the people who agreed to participate. You'll notice that in some places I've edited names and taken things out. And that's privacy, right? It's made most amazing by the people who attend. I'm grateful for that. So here is May of 2022's. Wisdom Wednesday. If you'd like to join us, you can go to the website and sign up for this month's Wisdom Wednesday. Try it out. Stick around. We'd love to have you. So here you go. Last month, I had said we were going to talk about the law of attraction. And we are going to cover a little bit of that simply because it exists in all areas of our life. But I was grappling with this because it just didn't feel right. It just wasn't landing. And usually when I have a topic and I know it's supposed to be here, I get all excited. So we are going to talk about the law of attraction and how it is always present in our lives. However, I don't want to be tone deaf. I have to talk about the stress that's in the world. I have to talk about the energy that we're all feeling and the Massive amount of overwhelm that can bring and how to maybe process that in our, in our truest form. I don't actually believe we ever achieve a best form of self. That's way too much pressure. And I just don't think it's possible. So what happened today while I was walking was what I call a download. We get these all the time, right? Intuitively, we receive information all the time. And from our guides, from the angels, from uh, Source, and a lot of the times when I'm putting this course together or any class together, I that's who I consult because I don't know it all. And so I was asking, how do I help? I can't make sense of it. I can't with all that we're being asked to process between the school stuff, the political, the LGBTQ plus the racism, basically humanity falling apart. And it is. And it's one of those things that stinks to be part of and is also brilliant to be part of. How do we evolve and change when everything seems to be going so fast? I have found that we don't even have moments to grieve one thing before another thing happens. And most of us are not even in the middle of the biggest things that are happening right now. So I didn't know. So I went to the guides. And then I haven't done this in public in probably 12 years, 13 years. But I thought what we could do tonight, I'm going to do it. I'm going to read what came through. And then I thought we could just turn it over to the team. We can turn it over to Spirit. You can ask your questions if you're familiar with Esther Hicks or Jane Roberts or any of those peeps that <laughs> bravely stepped out and said they did. this is what they do. I can do it. It's just not always been a comfortable place for me because I'm a controlled freaking freak. And I like to know what I'm saying. However, I thought this is such a safe environment, such a good group of people that we ought to do this. So I'm going to read. And if you have questions around the law of attraction, we're going to cover that too. But because it's mostly about alignment, right? It's mostly about where we are and who we are and how we are. Are you guys okay okay with this? Because I can totally fly with a law of attraction class. I've taught it so many times I can do it in my sleep. It's time to grow. Every, Every one of us is being asked to evolve, to grow and to expand. And if I'm not stepping into it, I'm a bit hypocritical. Time. <laughs> Just so you know where this is coming from, I refer to my guides as the team. And the reason I do that is because when I was first learning about them, they appeared to me in my third eye like a base in baseball uniforms. And I was like, Oh crap, I have no idea what's going on. I'm stroking out. I don't know what this is. And then I'm like, Oh, you're a team. You you work as a team. And I'm like, Oh, that works for me. Okay. That was a pretty good Left fielder, thank you very much in my time. Had an arm on me. So it works. And they were cute little uniforms. So when I was walking, I'm like, just let it come through. And I dictated it, printed it out. The question I had, the question I asked is, how do we evolve? And actually, how do we stay upright when so much is changing and there's so much pain and there's so much sadness, especially as empathic beings. So here's what they had to say. Okay. And I actually stopped the download because I wanted it to be present with you guys. So <laughs> you could totally put them on hold. They don't care. Hold that thought. I'll be back in two hours. Okay. I haven't read this yet. <laughs> so let's see what this is. Okay. First to acknowledge the speed at which things are moving and to recognize that your human brain cannot possibly go that fast or process many bits of information that are currently flying at you. Although it is a computer, it is not meant to be in such overwhelmed place all the time. There's a lack of understanding in the human population that just because you're awake, as in not sleeping, or in spiritually aware, does not mean that you have to always be inputting information and trying to make sense of it. This is the greatest challenge of humans, and they try to make sense of everything, and that is also not possible. The atrocities that you're seeing in your news and how people are acting will likely never make sense to you. If you feel and acknowledge the pain others are going through and would never inflict that on another, those that are creating these atrocities are without that feeling and that capacity to empathize. Judging them is not going to help. But understanding that you are not them is helpful. One way that you can evolve is to actually see the difference between another's choices, perceptions, actions, and appreciate that if you can see the dichotomy, and even if you can be offended or frustrated by it, you are evolving. You will never be stagnant in your evolution unless you become so self involved that you believe another's actions are a reflection on you. It is missed in the teaching, in the world of spirituality, that we are all one. We are not. You are not. Each soul comes in for the individual process and evolves at different levels, and it's in recognizing that separation that you can actually connect. Because then there's no comparison and there's no feeling of shame for what another might be doing, you will likely still feel hurt. And you will still acknowledge the egregious behaviors of others. But as soon as you can separate yourself from that as a member of the human species, then you will begin to be able to help. So, yes, all of this stuff is going on and we are going to feel it. And if you are feeling it, you're already evolving up. Okay? you're already expanding, growing, activating that compassionate part of you. So what I get from this as the human who has to now hear it is that it's not for us to join in the judgment and in the bashing. That does not mean approving. Do not mix my words up here. It does not mean you're okay with bad things happening. It does not mean it's It's fine for this stuff to be going on. It means that you're able to see the difference so you don't join in the shame of being a human because we can't afford that right now. We have to be able to stand in our power, in our light, and in our love of humanity to be able to help. So when you're grappling with how could another being do this, how could anyone take it out on children in any context like how could anybody do that it's really worth acknowledging the fact that you would not and being grateful for yourself for that too and i know at the same time you're going through the pain of maybe you guys had to drop kiddos off today maybe you had to be in that fear if we stuff those emotions your own evolution will stop because you'll get stuck, and you won't be able to help. We won't be able to help, because I know I'm capable of that too, getting caught in the pain of something, rather than acknowledging that's a percentage, and we have to be in charge of where our love goes. Any questions about the process, about what I said, or in what you're dealing with? I really want this to be a place where we can bring whatever comfort that I can tonight. I have not been able to watch any of the coverage. Can't do it yet. However, we can't I can't be ignorant to the fact that it's going on. And it's a we often hear, especially if you're in any of the spiritual teachings, love and light, love and light, love and light. To me, sometimes that's very much with along the lines of my prayers are with you. Great. But did you move your butt to do anything? So it's holding that place, I think, of love and a belief in humanity. I cannot go down in this. Like, I I believe in humanity. And if there's a percentage of them that are shitheads, I, I know all souls come in loving. All souls come in loving. So whatever actions they're taking won't let it pull me out of that belief. Any questions or Barb?
1: The only comment I have is a lot of the times what I hear about, because I don't watch the news at all, but if I hear about it, however, my first thought is how much pain was that person in to get there to do whatever it was? And it's sad to me that it got, it escalated to that point before somebody noticed. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you wonder, you're like, could I, obviously I've not known anybody personally, so would it be, but that's, I don't know, like how do you... Affect it in a way that works, but I don't have judgment about how it's horrible things that are happening. But I don't ever—I don't know—it's weird. It's more more like sympathetic to the person who actually did it.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Like how awful is that to be there to be able to act on whatever it was?
0: Mm -hmm. And I think that level of empathy that we extend to all beings is necessary, along with a righteous anger and allowing that feeling to come up because a lot of the times poor behavior can be excused because of what someone went through. So that is the challenge, isn't it? To And we're here to merge all parts of us, to be the soul that's empathic, but also be wise and hopefully be that person who's looking around us to say, this is an issue. Has anybody checked in on this person and be willing to say something So in some regards, these situations are also called actions, I think, for us. And be willing to be embarrassed if you were wrong, because the safety of all is important. And I do think of that. I think of the pain. I'm just really tired of the excuse that mental health is the reason behind these things when there's a lot of teaching of
1: hatred that's happening. Sam? Yes, like Barbara, I, one, don't watch the news. I live with my mom right now and she is a news fiend. So I'm in earshot or to come and say, it. OMG. Nothing um, surprises me anymore because I'm well aware of the hate that people, that's in a lot of people's hearts. I see their work, I see the, the grocery store, it's everywhere. And you're right, it's not just a mental health issue. So mental health is not what it's not the thing that's exacerbating people's. It's not the reason people are committing such violence. It's a lot of hate,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and and then you have people with with baseline type of are pathological. Exactly, not to taking care of their you know business because again we work with people that are pathological. Sometimes we're related to them, and then related to them. So. I have, I work in the field of mental health, so I have a lot of exposure and I am no longer surprised at all by anything. So I don't have that home alone reaction to anything, any and everybody's capable of any and everything to me. That includes my mom, my six-year-old niece.
2: <laughs> I'm laughing because everybody and
1: anybody's capable, including myself, because I I it starts with you. I know the thoughts and impulses I manage, so I can't imagine the thoughts and impulses uh, that others manage, especially those with pathological issues and hate in their heart. Mm-hmm. But I do have the capacity to empathize with, like Barbara said, the pain they must have been in. But I, I have the concerns of being in a lot of pain, and I have yet to pick up whatever it is and go slay the people that are the target of my pain. And that's,
0: thank you, that's part of being aware, self-aware. I think a lot of the times there can be a passiveness in those that study energy or are consciousness study or love everyone. (laughs) And I don't want to sound like a hard-ass here, but To be the most aligned human and elevate your own wiring and your own resonance, right? Your frequency goes up the more love, the more light, the more hope. My shirt I wore today, you can't really say it, but it says more hope, more humanity, more acceptance, and more love. And my mantra for this. So I want to support you in knowing where that is within yourself. So that when things like this happen or within your own family, your day was crappy. It's not just about global stuff. It's about the stuff that happens internally to be able to be centered and to. But I think aware that of what's going on in our world
1: is being a good soul. Michelle? I think I agree with Barb. i That's one of my first thoughts as well is what did this person how did this person end up in this much pain? But opposite of that, a couple of things. I go from being just incredibly sad, like heartbroken, and then so pissed that and I don't want to get into politics, but things that the world has let things get to this point. And that's what I really struggle with. It's like how do you balance the anger with the positive, the positivity, the putting out the right type of energy all of that. okay you don't because when you have the concept of
0: balance something always loses right if you say i need to balance my life my home life my work life something always gets out of whack because you can't be over here and have that not falter a little bit so i wouldn't balance it i would integrate it i would be conscious of my anger my pain. And like I said earlier, righteous. If you're someone who understands that this is, it's not okay to treat somebody else like shit, it's okay to be angry that somebody else talk, treated somebody like shit. I, I, this passiveness of love everything is annoying. So there's a blend of it where you recognize that, like the team said, that action that's going on, I did not do. I did not create. Because I think there's a tendency for us as humans to take on what another one did because we're so comparison-based and that I wouldn't do that. They did that. But there's still a shame factor in there that a fellow human did that. So if you can separate out energies, first of all, being able to separate energy is brilliant, but integrate your feelings with your desire to help, okay? So let that anger come up. Let the frustration go out. There's a reason slam balls exist. I own three. <laughs> they work so well for releasing energy. So you let that emotion flow through you so it doesn't get stuck. So it doesn't become an, a fight with your partner or or cycling into a depressive state. You don't pay attention to anger. You're, you could toilet bowl it. And then you do something about it. I reached out to three delegates today to say, What do I do? I don't know what to do. Don't put me on the phone banks. I talk too much. What do I do? How do I help? Where do I donate? Because as humans, we're action oriented beings. And the feeling of helplessness or hopelessness or don't know what to do with it is because you didn't act on something. You didn't do something with your energy. And also, I think recognizing that, hang
1: on, incoming. <laughs>
0: Along with the stepping out of the shame thing is a, it's not up to you to fix it. We can be components of the healing, of the raising of the vibration. So my, Vicky's challenge to you would be what raises your vibration? What helps you to feel that you validated your emotions, that you heard yourself? If you don't hear the pain and the suffering and stuff, your energy field will. It like sogs in. it's almost. Over- if you hear that, though, it dissipates because we are an integration of our soul self and our physical self. And the separation thing, I think, is what separates people and why they can do what they. okay. I tend to empathize too much with the people who survived the incident and the pain they feel. I usually avoid any and all conversations when horrible things happen. It's the too much that I think you're referring to that I I want to respond to. Because a level of empathizing is who you are. We don't want to change anybody. Usually avoid any and all conversations when horrible things happen. You might be a seven on the Enneagram. So if you could... Separate out the energy again. Have that's what's experienced. This will not make you a detached, unfeeling being. This is going to make you someone who can connect at such a loving level when we create space between us and other people. It allows you to be there fully, authentically with other people. But you have to separate from that pain. Like you have to let it be over there, almost existing over there. To know what yours is. So, in this situation, if somebody wants to talk about it, or Sam, your mom's got the OMG thing going, and you're feeling slimed by the energy, you don't have to say anything out loud. You can, as they're blah, 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 talking, separate your energy from them. Now, I have a rule with all the people in my life: you can vent for five minutes. After five minutes, we are done. We are either talking about how to s- solve something you're going away and venting to someone else or to the street or whatever, or you're just going to shut the hell up because there's no benefit. Here comes the law of attraction. Told you I'd work it in. There is no benefit. And from a quantum physics standpoint, once you get past, it's actually four minutes in a little bit, but who's going to stop somebody at four minutes in a little bit? I'll give you five minutes. That it starts to shift to manifesting. So think about that in your own life. If you're spewing... For a good five minutes, you're now manifesting whatever you're spewing about. I don't sit there like this, but that's when the question will come about. How can I help? What are we doing here? So that I I don't want to create crap with people. Having that, then you don't have to avoid, right? If you have some of that. And if you have a one-liner ready. For someone who avoids conversations, if it's too much for you and you freeze and you're like, I don't know what to say here, just have a few one-liners all ready to go. How, how, (laughs) well, if you're someone like me, it ends up being, how is this helping? Or you can, but if you want to be a little bit more kind about it, you can be like, this sounds like it really hurts you. How can I help you? Like, how can I help you in this situation? Where's this pain coming from? Because if it didn't happen to them, it, it's something going on within them, right? Now, the other part of that is being so empathic that you're allowing it in. So you might have to ask yourself, where are my boundaries? Like, where are my energy boundaries in this? Because we are not here to be taken out by every little thing that happens or every big thing that happens. There's an app for that. I created an app for developing intuition. I created an app That will help you connect with community. And I created an app where you can take courses at your own leisure and then attend live events with myself and the rest of the amazing people that are connecting within the VickiBee app. You can find this app in Google Play. You can find it in the Apple Store as well. I do hope that you head on over there, download it. Yes, there are in-app purchases, but there's also plenty of content that is complimentary. Thank you so much for being interested in this, and I hope to see you within the app. And you got your hand up there.
2: There you go. I'm sorry. I I, I guess when I was talking to you before, I was feeling like, how do we evolve? How do we can That's not evolving. That would be staying still. And I need to be able to, I feel like we do need to be able to keep going when I see the rest of the world around me going back and mind judging it as going backwards, regressing, doing things that 50 years ago, there was a change made and now the change is not happening again. And then the other piece of that is my daughter's baby boy, who's 10 weeks old, is unbelievably alert, just wide-eyed and aware of his surroundings and looks beyond me. Doesn't look at me, but looks beyond me and sees whatever it is that I've got going on around me and laughs and Giggles, and I'm thinking the new little ones coming into the world are so much probably more equipped to handle this than I am. But that's just. I mean, anyway, that was my question: was how was being able to handle it? And I think you were addressing that.
0: Yeah, it's not evolving to avoid the going on of the world. We must be educated about what's happening in the world. That's how we got here the majority of people put their head in the sand and over-trusted. And that's not okay. We are where we are, and we're intelligent, and we have to be the leaders. Now, you can lead with energy. You can lead with your action. You can lead with your heart, if you'd like. And in that, though, um, combining everything to know what's what resonates for you so your point of I don't want to associate with these people if we meet that's fine but by putting up that judgment of who they are and a blanket judgment because you've met a couple that is how we get here that's the separation that's not good separating of energy is good separating of people and not being open until someone shows you who they are not so great and it's not evolving because you're not we actually don't evolve from unicorn farts and rainbows we evolve from that conflict from that challenge that happens because it asks of us to rise up to raise our vibration so the more that we can acknowledge that and stop making such a big freaking deal out of it and be like yeah life happens and How I respond to it is up to me. Let's see. So what does alignment even mean to you? Another word thrown out there, but really stinking important right now, especially if we want to help energetically shift some of the shit shows that are going on. Apologies to the newer people. I use language. You should know that all right off the bat anyway. What does alignment mean to you? Like when somebody says, (laughs) be in alignment, what does that even mean to you? Do you know? a trick question because alignment is different for everybody, which is why I used you. Is that a hand up?
1: So when I metaphors help me, I don't know if they're metaphors, but comparisons, life imitating life. So when I think of aligning, let's say the tires of my car, it the car performs so much better. <laughs> so that kind of helps me check myself very quickly. It's something as quickly as quick as that. I'm like, oh, I just perform, I am more authentically me and perform so much better when who I am Well, say my values align with this, that, and the other with the job I'm at or say my friends, the friends I have mm-hmm. align with me or the foods I eat mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. align with my you know, digestive system right now. It's a really broad question. So it depends on where you're at in your life. Are you calling me out? It is, First, a, it is a broad question, intentionally. It's very broad. But yeah, I, my car performs amazing when my tires are aligned. I mean, I can stop at a dime. Huh? I can do amazing things. So then what, how do you know when you're out of alignment? How, how do you know your wheels are wonky? Like my car, I'm like, shucks, I almost hit you. You get into for so just like almost hitting another car, or I get to I hit on the brake really fast and it swerves left. No, you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to stay straight. The same way into you know the energies. Yeah, the same way is my my. I may swerve less and run into my friends and send people. My just gest- digestion might be a little off because I'm not being or that agree with me. I may say yes to an assignment that that has nothing to do that I absolutely hate. Yeah. Like, that was a no. You just said yes because you think you're making a form of connection with this person. There's somebody they're getting in alignment with. But Good. Stuff like that. I don't know. You no, know, that's great.
0: Because the reason I asked is being in alignment, which is just a catchphrase of do you know yourself? Do you, can you feel... When your own wheels are going, I love that analogy. I'll give you credit, but I'm still using it. They Can you tell when you're off? And that takes being able to tune in and to know where your values are, know where you're the perfect example, agreeing to something that you don't want to, or back to my example of somebody is for more than five minutes. If you're in your head saying, oh, you zip your lips, then you just split out of alignment where alignment could be, it seems like this isn't getting us anywhere. What would you, how do how do we move this along? What, what you got, Prudy? What do you mean when I'm of resisting? But I know I'm not in alignment, when I'm resisting everything, when things are coming
3: my way and I'm like, ah, I don't like to, you. you know, I like this feeling, you know, I, then I know something's not, I'm making decisions that are not where I want to be. I'm agreeing to do things that I don't want to do. I you know, what I mean, like when I feel that resistance inside of me, mm-hmm. then I know I'm not in alignment with what I want.
1: Do, do you know
0: the subtlety between it, though, because resistance doesn't have to mean you're out of alignment. It could be a heads up that you're about to be out of alignment.
2: I
1: have not distinguished it that well yet.
0: Okay. So rather than a hard and fast rule of when I'm resisting, I'm out of alignment, that first amount of resistance could be just be like part of the taconic here. And anybody who drives it enough knows just get in the left lane for half a mile because they're never going to pave it. Just get in the left lane. So that little bit of resistance could just be letting you know that something's coming up that could... Send you out of alignment. There's could be a pothole ahead. Yeah. Sticking yeah. to the, the car analogy. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Cool. Because the reason I bring also bring the alignment up is one person mostly lined up. We can't 100% be there. It's not possible. Cause remember that uh, helping us grow. One person there is so powerful in this world of energy that we have that it really can affect change. So if you're not someone who wants to be in the middle of a protest or who wants to volunteer somewhere, sit your butt in your favorite chair and get there and send love out through your heart. Send a feeling of peace. Don't go for healing. When you send an energy of healing, you're actually focusing on what's not healed, okay? So go for the filler up method. If you're focusing on this needs to be healed, you're focusing on what's wrong. So be aware of it, but then fill that bucket up somehow and do it energetically. And when we're paying attention to our energy field and when you're paying attention to what works for you and what doesn't work for you, you're a force. You're a, a powerful force. And We need that. We need people to stop saying love and light and actually freaking send some light. Don't give me lip service. I need you out there shining your little Care Bear hearts out. And along the lines of the healing thing, because it applies to us as well as our world, not just the United States, but our world. It's not about being the best version of ourselves. And might be saying things you guys already know, but I feel like it's worth repeating. It's about loving the version we're in right now. Right? We tend to say that will be the best case scenario or I'll be happy when. But if you really want to work with energy and the law of attraction and all of that within your heart, within your energy field, within your humanity, it is about loving and accepting where we are right now. And then reaching for that higher vibration. Reach for it. Like big stretch. You ever do that when the dog or cat stretch and you're obligated to say, Oh, big stretch when they do it. <laughs> that's what we're doing now. We're doing big stretches, reaching for that higher vibration, that higher frequency. So you got to take care of yourself in order to do that. So if this, the chaos that's happening right now is pushing us to take care of ourselves, if you want to be a beacon of hope and help, we're, we're, the best version doesn't exist. Does anybody have a question for the team? Yeah, I'm just really...
3: I really struggle. I'm a mom. I have two little kids. Yeah. And this is obviously the recent events have very much affected me. I'm sorry. I'm just really having a hard time personally trying to let go of the fear. I am so freaking scared. And I don't know... I know I have no control over a lot of the future. We can all do our action parts and do as much as we can. But just as a mom, I'm just having a really hard time with the the fear of the unknown, the fear of... What the hell is going to happen? Where are we going to be five, 10 years from now? If this has been the track record, for the last five to 10 years, is it going to get worse? Like I'm just, when then I reach this, I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm just having a hard time even knowing what to do with that emotional state. And then also just, how do you like let go of that fear? Or maybe you don't. <laughs> how do I just separate it? So I can live a normal life. <laughs>
0: I think it's, I don't think you let go of the awareness. Like there's a difference between being aware and being smart about the state of the world and being fearful about the state of our world and surroundings. Every one of us faces the fear of the unknown every day. You didn't know what this afternoon was going to be. Sometimes I feel like there's such a weight on that statement of, And we we use certain phrases, and then they get to be really heavy. So the fear of the unknown, or fear of out of your control, the direction of humanity. I I I can't tell you to not feel that. I, I that would be mean. But I feel like in that dialogue with the fear, with that feeling within you, I think it's important. To say, like the this is part of SEALs the SEALs train, Navy SEALs. Their one of their questions is what am I in control of right now? And the rest of it they let go, which is why they're so stinking brave, I think. Because they're like, what can I control right now? And the rest of it I can't. Okay, let it go. I will respond to whatever happens. I think it's important to feel out like, is this only your fear? That you're carrying or are you like layered up with other people's stuff? And that would be the separation, right? You, you just get your bubble and ask for other people's stuff to be released. Those who are raising children now have so much more information thrown at you in real time that the rest of us did not. So... I've thought about this and also felt like it's a blessing too and maybe that can help to shift because can be powerful manifestors of change because you have the information but how much information is too much you'll have to determine for yourself. Yeah. The five ten years from now we can't determine yet. I personally feel and intuitively feel that this is the blowing up we need. A lot of us were too trusting of those that were in positions and were not asking questions that were capable of asking or holding people accountable. So this is a call to action for us to show up. So I would look to your surroundings. What can you do? You can help your kids. You can educate your kids. You can love on them. I was actually thinking about When my kids used to go to school, sometimes they would just leave and I wouldn't even see them. I didn't know what they were wearing. And I thought, you know what? I think I'd be a better mother now with this information. I do. I I think I would be more present. I would be less inclined to take it for granted that they were going to come home. So I think, not to be trite, but there's an opportunity for growth and everything. And I think we yeah. got really freaking scared. You talk to people. and Yeah, we don't really have an
3: option to be ignorant. I think that's going off of what you're saying where I read an article where it was basically just highlighting why we're hearing more about this now than we did 10, 15 years ago. It's not like it never happened 20, 30 years ago. It's just the media and how we're social media and how we're hearing about things is more prevalent. We don't have an option to be ignorant. You can't not hear about something. Yeah, You're going to watch the news. You're going to open up your phone. You're going to talk to somebody You've done those things. And I think that's part of it, maybe just a little bit of eliminating that, kind a of balance.
0: Absolutely. And discerning the information because I don't watch any news. That's not cool. I'm aware <laughs> and I'm picky about where I get my information. Brilliant. Because, and cross- checking. I don't have blind faith in my sources, but I cross-check and I educate and there has to be a willingness to get in it, which feels empowering. Right? Like when somebody came at me a couple days ago with something and it's just dumb. And I came back with actually you think actually is usually I got that from my kid. She said that at three years old and it stuck. But you think that's how our court system works. But this is really how it works. Can I help you with this? I learned that because of Rachel Meadow, but also because of cross-checking her stuff. Not just a blatant faith in her and her staff, but cross-checking that. And whew, I feel bad for my history teacher because I did not pay attention in history. But we have an obligation to be you know, stewards of the world. How can we educate them? What would we say? Where do we start? I am not a child psychologist. I know you think I know everything, but that is not the truth. I think it's like anything else, though. You answer the questions, you educate, you find out what their teachers are saying, and you answer from the heart. The, and then you advocate. You advocate for change. You, I, mean, I dropped something off at a high school donation this morning, and she just buzzed me in. And when I got in there, I said, should you have done that? I said, you totally trusted that I was okay to come in because I had a bag of yarn in my hand. She just let me in. And I said, should you have done that? And the look on the poor woman's face, I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I know you're already stressed. I'm just saying, don't trust people who look like me. If I was at the desk, I'd be meeting them at the door going, what do you want? What do you want? <laughs> I'm sorry. No, you don't. No, you don't. So answer their questions and be relative to their maturity. Because I won't say age, because my five-year-old, she had conversations that most 30-year-olds couldn't. So it was exhausting because it, it was very exhausting. She's almost 30. <laughs> so consult with the psychologist, the therapist, the teachers, the student adjustment counselors, the, those in the know on topics like this. What I'd like to do is take just two minutes. I am, hopefully it's only two minutes. I won't know. I'm going to go direct because I can feel a message in there I don't know what the hell it is. And then consider that our meditation thing for tonight. Although I have down here, I would like you to all take some time and sit in quiet. No phone, no TV, no music. Just sit in quiet and hear yourself. Like maybe even hear your heartbeat. Because you have to validate to yourself that you're here in the now. You're not running around that school You're not in the supermarket. You're not wherever your energy went. It needs to come back home and it'd be like, chop, chop, get back here in house. All right. I have no idea what next month is, so I'm not even going to say it. All right. I think it was pendulums or something. Okay. so here we go. Could you guys all breathe? It's not helping me that you're holding your breath. Thank you for doing that. This is an especially trying time that you are all experiencing. They are all trying. Every time that has ever been part of humanity is trying. Every experience that humans have lived through was trying. It was difficult. It's challenging. It's part of the design. It's part of the process to allow you to expand beyond where you even think is possible, where you could dream up because you can't dream that big. You are in physical vessel. We ask you to expand your knowledge and expand your heart and expand your willingness to be uncomfortable at times. When you are uncomfortable, you will notice which muscle needs to be stretched. You will notice which thought process is no longer serving you. And in that noticing, you will then create a plan. It's a plan that you want. All humans want a plan. Assign yourself the job of tuning in so strongly that you know every twitch of your body, every sensation, so that you can then create the combination of communication and compassion that's necessary for you to experience this human form while bringing in an energy and life force that has you exhilarated about being in the human form. Many times you will stay in that place that this is so hard and this is so difficult, forgetting that you have divine energy running through you. And it's that divine energy that will help soothe and ease those twitches and the muscles that get so tight because you're stressed thinking about what could be. We don't know what could be. You have not created what could be yet. So it's important for you to get centered in, to know who you are, so that when the inclination to create comes through, you will do it consciously and not just throwing things around through fear or through uncertainty about what will be. It's all uncertain. Nothing has been created yet. So be the part of your amazing species and your amazing vibrations. That are able to be the magicians, to be the creators, to be the ones that get to put every ingredient into this recipe that you call a human form. And it's only when you decide that love is the first ingredient that goes in there and you have enough love to ride this human experience and to be joyful in the process that these other constraints and pains and twitches will suddenly disappear. There is no getting out of the human experience without some conflict, without some constriction, and without a great deal of contemplation. So when you don't know what to do, contemplate. When you forget that you are divine energy, remember. And we will be here waiting for you when you do. Yeah. Okay, so whatever they said. Any questions on what they said? I can only go by a feeling. I, I won't be able to. Or can we leave it there and say, breathe let's leave it there. Conduct your own research, be your own expert, and stop replying on the experts. Go within, connect to your team, and have fun. Be kind to yourselves. Thanks for coming. (laughs) Bye. Thank you for listening to Intuition, Your First Sense. As always, please like and subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening to it. Leave a review and take a minute to share it with a friend. You can find me all across social media at at Coach Vicky Baird, and you can book a virtual session with me from wherever you are in the world at vickibaird.com slash booking. That's V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D dot com slash booking. Thank you again and see you on the next episode.